Hey, everybody. It is Sunday, July 16th, 2023. Uh, we are the Now Mind You podcast. Uh, as you can tell, TJ is not here with us this week. He has some things that he had to take care of, but never fear because you still got at least two out of the three me- people here. Two yeah. of the Hydra heads are present. Oh, so yeah. you got your boy, Matt, which is me. And who else we got? And you got, you got, you got Bryce. You got the Patty Patty Gordo. Patty Murphy. Yeah. Patty Murphy. And the leash is off. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. This is what happens when TJ is not present. Yeah, that's what happens. I'm the the passive substitute teacher. It's just like, just don't bother me. And you good. I'm throwing all the spitballs. Oh, God. So with that, what we got for you guys this week, we got Hajime no Ippo, we got Chainsaw Man, we got Sakamoto Days, Jujutsu Kaisen, and My Hero Academia. Also, the topic of the week this week is who is a true villain in anime or manga? What's an example of somebody you considered a true villain? With all of that being said, no further ado, we're going to jump right into it. We're going to start with Hajime no Ippo. Um, we got Hajime no Ippo chapter 1427 called Trust. Um, we're picking up from where the last chapter left off, where Miata comes and finds Ippo on uh the trail that he typically runs on. Um, uh, pretty much the whole team, like they all just kind of run here anyway. Uh, he comes and meets up with them at this trail and they start talking about Sendo and what his sparring with Sendo had been like and Sendo's chances against Ricardo. And that's when Ippo, you know, pretty much goes into his analytical boxing brain and starts breaking down like how he thinks Sendo might still have a chance against Ricardo. Well, Miata was making the argument that though Sendo has come up with a formidable strategy and a formidable attack that could be useful against Ricardo, he doesn't think Sendo stands a chance pretty much because Sendo couldn't land it on him. He's not going to be able to get it on Ricardo. And, you know, Miata was explaining that he has a lot of similarities to Ricardo and Ippo in a very direct and unintentionally disrespectful way starts explaining the, the subtle differences between Ricardo and Miata, but also their similarities and what Sendo's path to defeating Ricardo and or Miata would be, which would be the fact that they have heart. And though these guys are both technical aces and they're both really good at, you know, doing what you're supposed to do, hit and not get hit. They both have too much heart to sit back and settle on a decision of just outboxing a guy. They're going to eventually not necessarily get goaded into a brawl, but they're going to take more chances. Like you're just not going to be able to sit back and take an easy win. Like an easy, boring win just doesn't work for those guys. Um, With that, Miata also kind of semi creates a, like a tease, like a bit of a situation. Like he wants Ipo to say that he wants to still fight him and things like that. But obviously, uh, that doesn't pan out, but we see over to the side that uh, Itagaki and Ipo's other two, uh, his students, basically, uh, they were talking about Miata and Ipo, and they came to the realization that, like, 
despite how Miata acts all standoffish and stuff towards Ippo, he clearly cares because he went out of his way to come to this park only to find Ippo to tell him this information. Could have called him. He could have stopped by the gym. He could have did anything, but he made sure to be like to go in person. Um, so, you know, alas, we get more of a tease of the Miata Ippo situation. And that pretty much was the chapter. Um, overall, the chapter was cool. You know, just more story build up, more anticipation pretty much building up as we gear up for Sendo versus Ricardo, where I still I still to a degree think Sendo's gonna die, man. I really do think that. I hate to say I, it, but I think he's gonna get a sheet of no Joe in this motherfucker. I really think that's how it's gonna go down, man. Do people really drop it? How'd you make no Epo like that? Not necessarily. Um yeah, no, that, that that hasn't happened yet. But people, you know, people have been beaten to the point that they don't want to, they can't fight anymore. So, you know, guys have been retired. Nobody has been killed in the ring yet. Somebody's been nearly killed in the ring. Um, but you know, yeah, that's kind of how it go. Um, okay. That's pretty much that. Uh, do you want to take us in a chainsaw, man? Let's go in the chainsaw, man. Um, you know, uh. We are in chapter 135, uh, and it is called Sentimental Drive. Uh, it's a really good name, actually, because going into the chapter, uh, we start off with Asa and Yodu pretty much having an argument about what to do uh, uh, in regards to Chainsaw Man. Of course, Yodu uh, wants to still kill Chainsaw Man, and Asa now is having a change of heart. Change of heart. She doesn't want to kill Chainsaw Man. He saved her so many times, not only from danger, but from herself. Um, which you know is is a is a beautiful thing, you know. Um, looks like looks like Denji's uh Denji has a, a love interest, actually by somebody that genuinely loves Denji, though she is also crazy as hell. Anyway, um, so uh they get into the argument, and um, basically Famine just shows up. <laughs> she just teleports in the room, like there. She's just like, yo, I see y'all got some good ass food. Can I just eat this since y'all just arguing and shit? And Yodu and Asa are just mad. How you get through here? The door is locked. And she just keeps asking, like, yo, like, can I eat this? Like, y'all motherfuckers just talking when that's food pressed. I need this. I love, I love Famine. I think she's becoming one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite uh huh? I've walked with Fammy, fam. She just doing this for the food. She doing this for the pizza. She doing this for the gyros, for the Italian beef sandwiches. And I respect that. Um, so basically, she overhears that uh, Asa and Yodu are arguing over Chainsaw Man. And uh, she basically says, look, y'all can have your cake and eat it too. Uh, and how do you do that? Uh, Asa and Yodu have to join the Church of Chainsaw Man. Um, and she explains, and we finally get into uh, the two chainsaw man theory basically uh, the way they can get what they want uh, by uh, joining the chainsaw man church they basically get rid of the the devils trying to hunt chainsaw man therefore chainsaw man doesn't have to fight therefore denji can live a normal life and once um, denji gets out of the picture the other chainsaw man uh, will show up and yodu can kill him um, so we get the differentiation. Denji is the red chainsaw man and Yoru is trying to kill the black chainsaw man. Um, damn, it kind of just hit me that it's that mm -hmm. they tried to kill the yeah. black chainsaw man. God damn. God damn it. 
God damn it. The black. The black chainsaw, chainsaw man. man. I didn't even like the way I said that. If mm-hmm. I'm here with you. I didn't like that. Um, damn. Now I'm rooting for the black chainsaw man. Um, so yeah, man. Um, I'm gonna call black chainsaw man Dizel now. That's that's oh my how God. let's not. Yeah, I'm doing that. I'm doing it. I have to. I gotta see it through. Um, so basically, uh Fabi says, if you want to kill Denzel, uh, you'll need to turn Denji back into an ordinary human, as I said before. Um, and so, you know, just having a back and forth, uh, eventually uh gets on the news that Asa has definitely joined the church. Uh she's going with the plan, and um she kills this devil on uh, television and it's getting covered by the news. And of course, Denji still a little sad. He sees this and um, he's like, yo, what the fuck? I said, fucking join the chainsaw man church is now killing fucking devils. So uh, this will be an interesting chapter going forward because now Denji seems to be the one in, in depressed and fighting the fact of, of actually living a, a, a normal life while Asa's kind of, uh, climbing the ranks, and now she's the hero. So it's kind of a cool way to switch the uh, switch the roles. I'm really curious as to see what's gonna happen next. Um, so yeah. Um, what what do you, what do you think about what I've what I've said so far, man? What do you think about the black? Ch- well, I'm sorry. What do you think about the Denzel Denji no, situation going on now? I'm not even finna. I'm not even finna honor the Denzel shit. I'm not honoring. You not go Den- You gotta go honor the Denzel shit. I'm gonna Come fight on. it. I'm gonna Come fight on. it. God damn. I'm let's gonna go, fight go, it, bro. but I know you're gonna still do it. I'm just not gonna say it. But I can I already know it's gonna stick. It's um, too good. It's too good. <laughs> you can't even deny it. I know you don't want to say it, but you can't deny it's good. I think it, it works at least now that we we have some excuse me. We have some distinction between the chainsaw men. Um, that there's the, the the red one and the Negro one, so I don't know. I just feel like ultimately we got to see what's gonna, how is this gonna just come to a head? Because, like, can Denji become human again? Since technically his heart is the devil. And you know, maybe I'm I'm wondering how that kind of plays out. Like, has the black chains has Denzel been around this whole time? And he's just like just chilling in the cut. Like, what's going on? Does um, he have his own pochita? Right. Right. Reminds me to know, bro. And what what are the situations that come in place that he really comes for for Denji? You know, because he did come to Denji uh during the last incident um to help Denji. Mm-hmm. But you know, it wasn't. I mean, Denji. Well, you know, that was interesting in that um, he didn't show up for for um, he didn't show up for um, what's her name? The 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 original control devil. Uh, uh, I don't want to say Makima. He didn't show up for Makima. So maybe because Denji was trying to protect Asa last time, that's when he was like, uh, uh-uh, yo, um. That's why he showed up because it wasn't Denji's main focus wasn't taking somebody out. It was protecting somebody. So that's interesting. You know, that is something about the heart, right? Like, you know, uh, instead of just trying to cause mayhem, he's trying to protect something. And that's, that's pretty new to Denji. Um, You know, uh, him fighting Makima seemed more of a, I got to take you out. This is revenge type of thing rather than a, um, 
rather than I have people to protect. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, um, this this is interesting. This is an interesting way to go about it. I'm really curious as to uh, the next meetup between Asa and Denji. Um, and, you know, maybe we'll get an appearance from the Black Chainsaw Man. I really want I, I, I do think um, having that uh, not a, having having some motivation behind the Black Chainsaw Man will will definitely uh, bring some things into place. Maybe. The, yeah, that's I, I, it's just a lot of questions I have right now. So I'm going to just I'm going to just chill right now. Hmm. Yeah. Denzel got some questions. Denzel. I got some Denzel, I'm so tired of you calling him now. Well, <laughs> on that note, uh, let's go to our next one. Let's actually hop into uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. Um, this one was chapter 229, uh, Inhuman Makio Shinjuku Showdown Part 7. Uh, we are still in the battle of Sukuna versus Gojo. Um, pretty much, they have still been in this deadlock. And with their uh, trying to open and expand their domains pretty much at the same time to cancel each other out and ultimately to simplify it, Gojo can't let Sukuna completely form the malevolent shrine or he'll lose in this scenario. Uh, he needs also enough time to stop him from doing that and to open his domain. So if he can do that at the same time, then he pretty much will be able to put him in an unlimited void and so on and so forth. So he's ultimately able to do that. And right when it looks like Gojo is about to pull off everything, the Hail Mary summon that Sukuna did, the fucking general Maharaga shows up right in the last panel, right at the very end. And Gojo tries an attack and Maharaga has already adjusted to unlimited void. And now Gojo is stuck in it what's either going to be uh, a stalemate of a one-on-one or a really bad and possibly one-sided two-on-one. This isn't this shit do not look good for our boy Gojo, man. It don't uh, look good at all. Uh Bryce Will, I'm gonna pass it to you. Um, shit, man, you said it. Uh, this this motherfucker got used to it, the, the infinite void. Like, that's insane. Instantly. So basically, Megubi just had the craziest power of Jujutsu Kaisen just the whole fucking time. And we had a hint of it, but now we just know that this, that's just a cheat code. Um, I don't, I don't know what, what Gojo will do. Like, he said it himself. He's like, damn, if I don't kill this motherfucker, I don't know if he said it less than a minute or a second. I'm, it's gonna get used to my shit. Yeah, it um, got used to it before he even could adjust. Like before he could even do anything about it. Do you do you think do you think uh, Sukuna had that in mind like the whole time? Like he just had the halo out. Yeah, I mean we see it. We saw it in the last chapter. He already had pulled. Yeah, it. so maybe. Yeah, so maybe that was it. Like maybe if if the halo's out, then it just gets used to whatever fucking spell, like whatever domains or whatever just, just is around. So it's Possibly, like, it's like I a, mean, because it's, it's like, literally a last resort technique. It's the most uncontrollable Shinigami. And I think the other thing that we're about to find out is can Sukuna control it? Yeah. Right. It's never been tamed in history. It's never been tamed. Um, and frankly speaking, like 
shit, it's, it can it can fucking go hand to hand against Gojo. Yeah, and this is Sakuna. this is bigger than it was the last time we saw it because yep. Sakuna, you know, pretty much is doing the final version of all of his shit because he can, you know, use the maximum output of his body. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. Yeah. Um. This is this is still heating up. I don't know what's gonna happen next. Um. I think it would be very weird for them to bring back Gojo just to die. Um, but yeah, uh, well, we, we will see, um, how this plays out in the long term. I have no fucking idea. I'm just, I'm just lost, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just fucking lost and I'm just here for the ride. I, I feel like I'm just going down this crazy ass river. Um, and I know like I'm going to get hit by a waterfall eventually, but I've accepted it. Um, and you know. Yeah, this motherfucker broke the infinite, the unlimited void. Um, yeah. So what what happens next? We're gonna see. Maybe Gojo got some some shit under another under his, some other shit under his sleeve. Um, maybe maybe this motherfucker like like, hey man, fuck both of y'all. I'm about to take everybody out. Maybe Megumi's like, yo, I've had enough. You know, um, we just gotta see. But shit, good on Jujutsu Kaisen. Just. Just keeping the tension alive. Normally, I'd be like, "Man, let's cut this shit short." But <laughs> yeah, no, it's it, because it's like layers to it. You know what I'm mm. saying? It's been layers to the fight, and we had some build up to the fight as well. It didn't just go down. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think you get that too. Yep, and they've been building up uh, uh, Gojo versus Sakona since the first chapter. So. Pretty um, much. Yeah, they definitely we definitely uh got what we wanted. Yeah. So yeah. All right. Well, do you want to take us in the uh Sakamoto days? Let's go into Sakamoto days <laughs> because let's go into this. This this beautiful, this be- beautiful masterpiece so far with just a chap every chapter is just rewarding. It just keeps on giving and I love it. All right, we in chapter one twenty seven. I just have to say two things. R.I.P. One and two. We have a new queen of petty. Um, we have a petty label right here. Petty label. Petty label. She the new queen of petty. She the she the she the she the she uh she she's she's the she's the queen she's the petty she's the petty she's the petty pretty princess of twenty twenty three so far. Um, okay. Yeah, let me let me get into this. Um continuing on with the chapter. Uh Heske shoots a a, a, a bullet that has a ricochet off of Hio's chin and uh and hits hits uh Patty Patty LaBelle in the fucking shoulder. And then uh Hio returns one of the nastiest punches you could possibly get. Uh thinking that this is over with, it is not. Uh she feigns uh she feigns being knocked out or dead and just just shoots shoots Hio right in the fucking eye into the brain and uh the shit was nasty uh we get the next shot what is what does patty do she gets right on Heske's ass she fucking sends him fucking flying picking him punching him just whooping his ass uh she realizes that Heske 
uh, can't do shit without that gun. And she makes it very much known. Um, she's so sure that she gonna kill this nigga. What does she do? She just starts talking about shit that he shouldn't fucking know. Um, yeah, SK asks her, why are you fighting the JAA? What do you what do you have against them? Know about Al Kamar? It was a scheme to take in young orphans and teach them how to kill. They wanted to artificially create order members, which is crazy. Which is crazy. I felt like fucked up shit to have these motherfuckers after them like that. Um mm-hmm. And I think we're gonna get more info into that as we get forward. Of course we are, but like I'm, I'm very curious because I know this has something to do with, um, with old girl dying. But uh, moving forward, um, she continues on to say these powers fights in our lives. We didn't want any of this, but in the end, the plan failed. Um, and then Heske just kind of gets on his, gets on his, uh, his, his, his speaker box. Uh, but this is not the this is not the pulpit you want to find yourself in. Uh, he 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 tells her how it's wrong to involve innocent civilians in their rampage, and uh, and 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 takes a shot at her. And what does Patty Labelle do? Mm-hmm. Talk she grabs about it. A, she grabs a goddamn what looks like a piece of a fucking uh sign, and the bullet ricochets. And hits a fucking civilian. And you know what she says? You took out a passerby. Now we're the same. It's nice to meet you. Bruh. Bogus as hell. As hell. I love it. I love it. You know what? That was I I don't have waifus, but goddammit, I got a ring in my hand. That was beautiful. That was <laughs> evil. That was beautiful. That was petty as hell. And I love Miss Petty LaBelle. Okay, <laughs> going on with the chapter. <laughs> he, yo, he get back up. Bullet in the brain. Clearly, he ain't got no eyes anymore. He's just blind. He's just, he's just, he's just running off the smell of petty. And he just throws Heske out the way. And uh, Heske's knocked the fuck. He knocked out Heske. I just noticed this now going through the chapter again. Uh, he, 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 he goes back for Petty and he just starts punching her. They fall in the water, uh, and Heske, not Heske, uh, Petty uses her magnetism powers to get the rotors from the boats to just stab through. That was just, that was a messed up way to die. And of course, Heske being the thug he is, I'm sorry, um, Heo being the thug he is, he grabs her hand and in his dying thing, he's like, yo, you coming with me, bitch. And Patty like, nah, I'm not going for that. Um, she just starts using all the metal she possibly can to kill this nigga. And even though he died, he would not let her go. So what did Patty do? She let go of the hand. I don't know if she cut it off or if she ripped it off, but that motherfucker is gone. She cut that off. Um, yep. Uh, and, uh, yeah, she just gets out the water and she walks away and, uh, we just, we just, we just lost a real one. R.I.P. R.I.P. What do you, what do you, what, I'm, I'm gonna pass it on to you, Matt. What you think? This day extracted a heavy toll from Shorty. She came out that water without her arm. Cause I was like, how'd she get out? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you said, I got, I, I got to get this shit up. Hey, because... <laughs> 
dog really locked them hands up on her hand and was like, yeah, it doesn't matter. She was like, damn, even though he dead, like, he not letting go. Yeah, man, like, he really wasn't. He saved Hisuke, or Heisuke, however you say his name, but he saved him in that situation, you know, by throwing him out of there. Yep. Um, And knocking him out because he knew Heisuke has to probably go after him. Yeah, man. Uh, I don't know. It was wild. Yeah. It was wild. I felt like, I don't know. I personally just felt like, yeah, she just got busy, man. She got busy. She got busy, and they done picked off two people pretty much. I mean, Heisuke's not like dead, but he out of commission for now. Yeah. she he, He's he's definitely going to have to report that to Sakamoto and them. Um, yeah, that was, that was, this was a good fucking chapter. Um. Yeah, Patty LaBelle is is turning out to be she she just showed up, but she's a menace. She's yeah, a goddamn menace. And I love her. For real for real. Yeah. Um getting into our, our last one. We're gonna get into my hero. This is what I'm gonna say to start off. Where I was before, where we were like, you know, uh there's a lot of good stuff happening, but it's too little, too late. For me, personally, I felt like they shit the bed with this chapter. Like, it went from being, like, too little, too late to being, like, just get this away from me. Uh, This was chapter 394, and it's called Ochako uh, Uraka versus Himiko Toga. So this is the continuation of their fight and their, you know, the their fight both on the, in the physical and philosophical sense, right? Mm-hmm. Um, So essentially I'm just going to break it all the way down while they're fighting. They're having this full philosophical conversation about who they are as people and what motivates both of them as heroes and as villains. And ultimately realizing that um, they where they both were similar were in the fact that they felt like outsiders uh, even within communities or spaces where they were accepted or where they should have been accepted. So it's made both of them essentially become people that they may may or may not have wanted to become, right? Um, maybe not may or may not, but it pretty much is like, here's how I got here for both of them. And you see that there's a similar path kind of on like some somewhat Naruto shit. And we're going to come back to Naruto in a second. Um, but the whole heart on my sleeve now they're crying to each other while they was fighting and all that it was like so many things that just kind of kept taking me out of the story kept taking me out of the situation like i was telling bryce before we even got online like man you know what i really think i'm out of this man like only tj can intervene now because i'm really just at a point where i don't even know you know, like, I don't know if I can even keep on doing this, but it is what it is. I'll pass it to you, Bryce. Man, fuck this manga, bro. But this shit was so, I said it last week. Like, they, they this is way past the point in talking. Um, It didn't make no fucking sense. And I'm just not trying to hear this fucking shit. You, you, you can't give me fucking talk no jutsu. You can't give me that. You can't fucking give me that. And you definitely can't give me that 
Not only because you didn't build this shit up, but because if if I was Hemi go fucking Toby, I'm not trying to hear shit you got to say, Uraraka. Bitch, our lives don't compare. I have a quirk and ability that makes me have a, a affection towards blood. The society does not want me. I shouldn't even exist. I I, I can't I can't exist in this in this ideal facade society. I don't work out. You just you 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 trying to make money for your family. And it made you and you became a that ain't something you wanted. But you 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 not an outcast, motherfucker. That's you broke. There's a lot of broke people. You might feel like an outcast. You ain't an outcast. I I I just I can't get by and the thing and the thing with like, oh, am I pretty? I was like, man, are you yeah. kidding me? Are you kidding me? Bruh. And and Himiko was is such a it was is such a good villain. Mm-hmm. She's such a good villain on paper. And then and then this is how it oh no the, the blood ran out. The blood it's just it's just, it just so happened. Oh man. Um I can't I'm you know, I don't I don't be I don't be wanting to I don't I don't actually be wanting to talk shit about this manga because I know people enjoy it. And they each stay on, bruh. But like, come on, bruh. That was the most that was the most like that was that was just it was so stupid. It was so stupid and unnecessary. Yeah, it wasn't fun. And it's like it's like bruh, you you huge. Uh, that was so bad. Am I pretty? Am I pretty? You're so pretty. Are you fucking kidding me? All right, I'm gonna I'm shut up. I'm gonna shut up. Well, I hate this. Bro. I hate this shit. I hate this shit. Okay, we just go. We gonna we gonna move past it. We are gonna prove our hate for it and move past it. Our topic of the week is who is somebody that you consider a true villain in anime or manga. Uh, I'm gonna go first because I only got one. I'm gonna keep it real simple. Uh, and this actually came up with me and you the other day, Bryce. Um, my true villain is uh Shogo Makashima from Psychopaths season one. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, if you've seen the series, you understand. If you haven't seen the series, bro is pretty much a sociopath and he has found a way to break the civil system so that even though he commits crime, it never senses that he's a criminal. It never senses anything bad about him. Um, and he takes full advantage of that and tortures people and shit like that. But bro was like really the Joker in a series, like in all of the best ways possible. Yeah. Um, but that, like I said, I kept mine short, kept it sweet. I only had the one. Um, mine is uh, Kohei Horikoshi. Wow. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because, because I had to read that shit. Yeah. It's that way. That's how I feel. Well, with that, y'all, this has been another episode. <laughs> 
of the Now Find You podcast. Uh, again, hopefully we will have our boy TJ back with us next week. Jesus Christ, Bryce. That way. Yeah, I was not expecting that you win today. I'm not even going to hold you. <laughs> uh, next Bye week, what we will be covering is Jesus. I didn't know Epo. <laughs> We will be covering Hajimedo Epo. We got another chapter of Chainsaw Man that we will be covering. Uh, oops, I almost said something that we don't cover on here. Uh, we will not get another chapter of Sakamoto Days, unfortunately. Um, we got another week break on that. Oh, wait, no, no, no. I, I stand corrected. I apologize. We have Chainsaw Man, Sakamoto Days, Hajimedo Epo. What we don't have is Jujutsu Kaiser. Um, and we have my hero Dang. also beginning kaiju number eight, and we will also have super at that time. So uh, okay. we will have everything pretty much our whole docket, with the exception of Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, thank you guys so much for rocking with us. This has been another episode of the Now Mind You podcast. You can find us all on social media. You can find me at Matt Hambrick. That's M-A-T-T-H-A-M-B-R-I-C, wherever you'd like to get your social media. You can find TJ at Tus4 underscore skate. That's T-U-S-S underscore. Uh, that's T-U-S-S, the number four underscore S-K-A-T-E. Bryce, where can they find you? Y'all can find me on Instagram at Ashe underscore onsa. That's A-X-E underscore O N. C-A, bay, bay. All right. We appreciate y'all. Be safe. We'll see you in the combat episode. If not, we'll see you next week. Peace out. Peace.